0: Today is February 17, 2022, and communism has come to Canada. Justin Trudeau's justice minister said that you should be worried that the government will freeze your assets and seize what is in your bank account if you're a Trump supporter. He said it on camera. We have the clips for you on the show. They are shocking. Trump accuses Democrats of espionage in a campaign to spy on him and demands to know who Hillary Clinton's plumbers are. Yeah, that's right, hearkening back the old Nixon language. Richard Nixon resigned from office for spying on his political opponents. What will happen to Hillary? Governor Glenn Youngkin has signed a bill making school mask mandates illegal in Virginia, and parents cheer. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Look, you just compared people who may have donated to this to the, the same people who are funding maybe a terrorist. I just want to be clear here, sir. This is really important. A lot of folks says, "Look, I just don't like your vaccine mandates, and I donated to this. Now it's illegal. Should I be worried that the bank can freeze my account?" What's your answer to that? Well, if, I think if you if you are a member uh, of you know a, a pro Trump movement who's donating hundreds of thousands of dollars and millions of dollars to this kind of thing, then you ought to be worried. On the 26th of October, 1917, one of the first days of the successful October Revolution, known as the Bolshevik Revolution, in the USSR, inside of Soviet, now Russia. Soviet Russia. The communists had won, and what is the first thing that the communists do? The first thing the communists do is seize property. They pass something called... The Declaration the declaration of Land and the Decree of Land. What that meant was the decree of an abolition of private property. The first things the communists did following Marx's and Lenin's decree is to abolish private property. No longer were your assets safe inside of your bank account and certainly no longer were the assets safe of landed estates, the church, nobility lands, and monasteries. The state went directly after churches, monasteries, and nobility because why? They were their political enemies. The decree of land, the first act of the communists. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bolshevik revolution is happening again. The year is not 1917, it is 2022. It's happening again in a frozen country, filled with people who hate totalitarianism, but nonetheless have it forced upon them. Canada. Otherwise known as Turkestan, ladies and gentlemen. And they are turning themselves into a dictatorship. The Canadian Justice Minister, David Lametti, said that if you are part of a pro-Trump movement, he said this on national television, that you should be worried that your private property will be seized by the state. It is a clip that put our jaws on the floor and is a clip that scared the living hell out of us. Your private property will become owned and seized by the state. It is the Bolshevik revolution happening all over again. If you dared to defy the regime, if you did not support us, if you are a part of the nobility, if you are part of the church, if you are part of a monastery, if you are a Trump supporter, then that is evidence enough that you need to have your property stolen by the state. We cannot declare enough on the show that it is a flat circle time and that the old and tired, broken communist and socialistic systems that have failed time and time again will perpetually be brought forth by the left anew because they have nothing left. They have nothing left. They have no tricks in their bag. They will simply resort to authoritarianism and fascism as they always have throughout history. Let's read the article from Rebel News. After Trudeau announced that he was invoking the Emergencies Act, he gained unprecedented power to freeze bank accounts of individuals suspected of donating to truckers because he is likening them to terrorists. Canada's Deputy Minister of Finance elaborated on the act When Justin Trudeau said the Emergencies Act would be invoked. Here is what she had to say. Go. First, we are broadening the scope of Canada's anti money laundering and terrorist financing rules so that they cover crowdfunding platforms and the payment service providers they use. These changes cover all forms of transactions including digital assets, such as cryptocurrencies. We are broadening the scope of Canada's anti-money laundering and terrorist financing rules to cover you, giving a buck to a peaceful protest. In case you ever thought that this was about your health, let me dispatch that idea from your brain. This has always been about power, and it's always been about the march towards the left to fascism and authoritarianism. It happens throughout history. They are indeed the fascist left. They are not liberal, ladies and gentlemen. They are the evil strain of fascism that goes all the way back to the Bolshevik Revolution, where assets and private property were seized instantly by the state. As soon as they had a simple majority or the ruling class or enough guns to make it happen, they stole your private property, especially starting with their political enemies. We know now that this is about Trump supporters and that this is about stealing your money and stealing your capacity to peacefully protest and organize. Trudeau's Justice Minister, David Lametti warned that truck owners involved in the convoy protest that you will actually lose your trucking license. That's right. This is about destroying not a little protest. This is about destroying all dissent. This is about destroying your life, not being able to provide for your children to eat, not being able to provide to work for you. We cannot state it enough and you may say, Benny. This is like your 50th show on this topic. But ladies and gentlemen, we have never seen in the West what is happening in Canada right now. We cannot say it more full-throatedly that this is a Bolshevik revolution inside of Canada. The gloves are off. The masks are down. They are the Bolsheviks of the modern era. They are the Soviets and the Maoists. They claim to idealize on camera. Ladies and gentlemen, we pause our show today to thank our sponsor. We are broadcasting from the Birch Gold Studios here in Tampa, Florida, and we just want to thank Birch Gold for being a supporter of our show. Ronald Reagan, arguably the greatest president in American history. He saw this 40 years ago. Massive inflation that we haven't seen since until today. In his own words, inflation is as violent as a mugger as frightening as an armed robber and as deadly as a hitman. Right now, your retirement accounts are under attack thanks to the inflationary policies of this administration. If you've not yet called Birch Gold the only people that I trust to help you diversify your 401ks and IRAs into gold, then you are missing the boat. Actually, you're treading water without a life vest. Birch Gold has your life vest. Let them help you convert your IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered gold IRA. That's what you want. With thousands of satisfied customers and an A-plus rating with your Better Business Bureau, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your savings. Text Benny to the number 989898 now to get your no-cost, no-obligation info kit. This is a comprehensive 20-page guide that reveals how gold and silver can protect your savings and how you can buy them under the umbrella of a tax-sheltered account. So do it now. Text the word Benny to 989898. That's Benny, B-E-N-N-Y, to 989898. And they're coming for your bank accounts. If you didn't support them, if you were a Trump supporter, they're coming for your bank accounts. Let's play the clip again because ladies and gentlemen, we can't state it enough. Justice Minister David Lametti says that if you are a Trump supporter, that is enough for them to seize, freeze and take your private property to make you un Human to make you debanked, to take away your capacity to function in society. Listen. What if you're a Canadian citizen who donated five hundred bucks to it? Well, I think if you're if you're a if you're a tractor trailer owner who whose employee has taken the truck and that, that has been sitting here in Ottawa for three weeks, and perhaps you gave that person permission, mm-hmm. you may now. Uh, actually lose your trucking license uh, under this. And I think you ought to be worried in that circumstance. And I think that's a very important tool that we've given to police. It is legitimately legitimately the most alarming thing I have seen in the Western English-speaking hemisphere. Civilized nations don't do this. This is what autocrats do. Canada has descended into a prison camp. It is now a prison nation. It must free itself, ladies and gentlemen. In case you ever wondered what this was all about, it wasn't your health. In case you wondered what the last two years were about, it has nothing to do with your health. Nothing. It had everything to do with naked, oppressive, authoritarian, fascistic political power. We cannot state it enough. This is a dangerous, dangerous time to live in. Davis David Lametti went on to warn that he would ruin those who were participating in the protest. He would steal their very right to work away from them. Clip three, let's go. What if you're a Canadian citizen who donated 500 bucks to it? Well, I think if you're, if you're, a, if you're a tractor trailer owner who, whose employee has taken the truck and that, that has been sitting here in Ottawa for three weeks, and perhaps you gave that person permission, mm-hmm. you may now uh, actually mm-hmm. lose your trucking license. Uh, under this, and I think you ought to be worried in that circumstance, and I think that's a very important tool that we've given to believe. How dangerous is this moment in time, ladies and gentlemen? Nothing is more dangerous than what is happening to the individual citizen. You see, the reason that people have a democracy, the reason that a democracy exists, that a republic exists, is that you have the power, the power resides with the people. You have the capacity to rip people out of office if you don't like them. If you don't like what is happening in your government, you can change it. You can change your very nation. You can turn your country on a dime to align with your values, your worldview, your system of thinking. You can organize, you can participate peacefully. And you can even create civil disobedience. It was a mark of honor in order to be arrested in the Selma protests, right? Because those laws were evil, because the authoritarian nature of segregation via state mandate was evil. Separate but equal was evil. It was counter constitutional, it was unconstitutional. And ladies and gentlemen, people protested against it. We give them now a badge of honor. Civil disobedience has a very long history in this country and in many in many nations, South Africa, India, Gandhi, Nelson Mandela, MLK. They're seen as heroes. They had peaceful civil disobedience against evil regimes and systems. We view them as heroes today. We view the authoritarian uh, and fascistic elements that wished to oppress them as the bad guys in the story. And I believe that that is exactly how the truckers will be viewed right now. But you must go through trials and you must go through tribulations in order to get there. They are seizing bank accounts of Trump supporters in Canada. That's right. Being a Trump supporter is enough to have your assets seized and your accounts frozen. They've said so on TV. And you wonder why people in third world dictatorships don't put their monies in banks. Why would you put your gold bars, your cash, your savings into a bank when the bank can be controlled by the government? And if you speak out against that government, they will crush you. Why? Why would you give them leverage over your accounts? This is a huge issue. This is a major issue that happens in dictatorships around the world. It happens in communist China. It happens in Iran. It happens in South American dictatorships where the bank... Institutions and the government institutions are one, and if they can destroy you, they will. It happens all the time. We have never seen it happen inside of a civilized Western English-speaking nation, not in my lifetime, and now it's happening in Canada. If you support the wrong political party, they will steal from you, they will take from you, and they will ruin you. It was never about your health. It was about exerting power. I bring to you The incredibly sad story of Luna Gelato Cafe. Luna Gelato Cafe. The owner of Luna Gelato Cafe, her name appeared in a give, send, go data leak. I saw videos of the guy who leaked the data. He had such demonic energy, jittering and moving around and screaming. Ladies and gentlemen, these people are sick. It's disturbing. Demons do exist in this world. And sometimes they exist in the form of our media. Who took it upon themselves to go and dox the owner of Stella Luna Gelato Cafe. Sounds like she has delicious gelato. I would love to go there. I would love to eat some of her gelato. She seems like a wonderful person. She donated a couple bucks Ladies and gentlemen, we pause our program for just a moment to give you an exciting announcement from our friends at The Daily Wire. The Daily Wire is now making feature-length films, and the world premiere of their first film, Shut In, reached over half a million views upon its release. That is more people than watch Don Lemon's show on CNN every night. (laughs) And it currently has an audience score of 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. The Daily Wire worked night and day to make this film, and it shows it had me on the edge of my seat. You gotta watch it. It's exclusively streaming for Daily Wire members, and if you're not one, you are missing out. Support conservatives making movies. Support movies without a woke agenda. This might be The Daily Wire's first original production, it will not be their last. The Daily Wire also released a new trailer for Hyperions, an anti-superhero movie, and Terror on the Prairie the new Western starring the amazing, uncancelable Gina Carano. It's coming this summer, so go to thedailywire.com slash subscribe to get a membership today. Use the code BETTY for 20% off your new membership. Go. Just a few bucks to the Freedom Convoy. What did the press at the orders of Justin Trudeau's regime do to her? They called her, doxed her, put her name in print inside of the Ottawa Journal. They went after her for donating a couple dollars to the Freedom Convoy, a peaceful protest. They shamed her. Now she is getting threatened inside of her business. As the article says here after a give, send, go hack, the names of donors from the Freedom Convoy were leaked. Journalists use this as an opportunity to publish their names and donors and reach out and contact them. Journalists are evil. They are the enemy of the state. They have been called the enemy of the people. They are working with the state in a Stalinistic manner in order to hurt the enemies of the regime. Ladies and gentlemen, they are no different than the NKVD inside of Stalinist Russia, the secret police who held held lists of people, and joyously publish them to shame them, lock them up, gulag them, dehuman them, debank them. The press is in on it. The corporate media has been shot through with communism. Why? Well, go look at journalism schools around the country and ask yourself, who is teaching our next era of journalists? They all come from the same mindset, a Maoist, Stalinist, authoritarian mindset that says if we just had all the power, then we could do things very quickly and easily. Then we could get our way 100% of the time. That's why they're obsessed with communist China. It's why they slobber over the boots, bloodstained, of Xi Jinping. And it's why they dox little gelato owners in Canada. Shame on these people. The worst of the worst. Cretins. The owner of this gelato cafe was forced to close her cafe due to death threats. That's right. She and other donors had their names released online and journalists from around the world, including in this country, Washington Post being the worst offender, gleefully published their identities. Now, this has had a shockingly reverse effect. Kind of interesting. In fact, donations have gone up since the leak. Isn't that fun? In fact, the leak from the Give, Send, Go database showed a wide, nationwide support for the truckers in this country. I read the article this morning. From coast to coast, Americans reached into their pockets and generously donated to the trucker convoy. I think in almost every state, from California to Florida, from Maine down to Texas. Good for you. Bravo, Americans. You have nothing to be ashamed of. You should support freedom. It is the American tradition to support freedom fighters around the world, and especially in our hemisphere. If, in fact, it's happening up north, well, then we should support them even more. How lost is the left? How cretinous is the left? It's so cretinous that you are about to see me do something you have never, ever, ever seen your boy, Benny, do. I'm about to praise Ilhan Omar, unironically and with a full heart. Ladies and gentlemen, I disagree with Ilhan Omar, as I told my wife, on 99.9% of everything. I think that Ilhan Omar is a nasty person who is wrong on virtually everything as it pertains to her worldview. Ilhan Omar, however, comes from a corrupt country that descended into a civil war and autocracy. And perhaps... Just for a glimmer, just for a moment, Ilhan Omar is on the right side of history. I want to go ahead and put on screen Ilhan Omar's tweet. Ilhan Omar tweeted yesterday, as it pertains to the doxing of this little gelato owner in Canada. I fail to see why any journalist felt the need to report on a shop owner making an insignificant donation and get them harassed. It's unconsciousable and the journalists need to do better. Ladies and gentlemen, Ilhan Omar. It is strange indeed to see that even in the times of extreme darkness across the world, that you can have odd allies. It's interesting. I think that one of the finest things that will come of this trucker movement in this moment in Canada is that people are going to be brought together, that you are going to have a nation unite. You see, for a nation to unite, especially a free nation where you're allowed free thought, free speech, free political activity, you got to have something to fight against. The moments of great unity in our nation, in America, and for any free nation, is when they have a common enemy, a common thing to appeal and to fight against. Perhaps this tyrannical moment that we are seeing around the planet, where the people who wish to rule over us are screaming and clawing their bloody fingernails, attempting to maintain power, that those people being ripped from power will be the one uniting factor for all of us. Perhaps this is the moment, and this is the thing that unites us all. It is certainly happening in Canada as Justin Trudeau is collapsing in the polls. He walked in front of Parliament yesterday and allowed the conservative opposition parties to question him. Let's just say, Tyrant Trudeau, Castro Jr., not having a good run, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, I just Makes me very angry that we don't have this system here in America. Boy, would I love to do this to Joe Brandon. Boy, would I love for Joe Brandon to have to be dragged down to the floor of Congress and to listen to the likes of Rand Paul, Ted Cruz, MTG, Lauren Boebert. Boy, it would be nice, ladies and gentlemen. Justin Trudeau was dragged down to the floor of Parliament. And damn it, did he hear it. Listen to some of our favorite flamethrower, scorched earth attacks on Castro Jr. in what huh, used to be the polite Great White North. Go. prime minister calls people he disagrees with racist, misogynist. He spent the last month wedging, dividing, stigmatizing and traumatizing Canadians. I understand the Prime Minister admires basic dictatorships, but let's remind the Prime Minister this is Canada. This is not a dictatorship. The Prime Minister is actually pouring gasoline on embers. Isn't it true the Prime Minister is doing this for one reason and one reason alone? It's to save his own political career. optimistic hopeful vision for public life isn't a naive dream. It could be a powerful force for change. If Canadians are to trust their government, their government needs to trust Canadians. Those are the words of the Prime Minister in 2015. These people, very often misogynistic, racist, women haters, science deniers, the fringe. Same Prime Minister, six years later, as he wow. fans the flames of an unjustified national emergency. So, Mr. Speaker, when did the Prime Minister lose his way? When did it happen? You're right Honourable Prime Minister. Mr. Speaker. Conservative Party members can stand with people who wave swastikas. They can stand with people who wave uh, the Confederate flag. We will choose to stand with Canadians who deserve to be able to get to their jobs, who be able to get their lives back. These illegal protests need to stop, and they will, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, in 2020, when anti-energy protesters were blocking vital transportation, ships were backed up in ports and trains were stopped. The Prime Minister didn't stop them, in fact, he actually sent a government delegation to meet with them, but now that the protests are about something that he disagrees with, he uses inflammatory language, hurls personal attacks, and makes a massive power grab. We know the PM finds democracy inconvenient, and that he admires China's dictatorship. So, will the Prime Minister admit that this is all just a move to crack down on dissent? <laughs> the right, Honourable Prime Minister. Mr. Speaker, I would advise the honorable member to be careful in that line of uh, line of questioning before people actually look into what he and his fellow party, Conservative Party members said. In the middle clip there was a Jewish member of parliament from the Conservative Party who Trudeau accused of being a Nazi. That's right. Trudeau accused Melissa Lassman Melissa Lantzman, forgive me, of being a Nazi supporter, a swastika flag supporter, standing with a man holding a swastika. That's right. That was the full report from Justin Trudeau's Canada right now, uh, accusing Jewish members of parliament of being Nazis. That's right. So things are just going great for Justin Trudeau. Uh, We expect this to spiral. Uh, We expect this to collapse. This won't stand. We are seeing a lot of very positive signs from Canada. Everyone in Justin Trudeau's party, people in the press, uh, the other governors of the provinces in Canada, the premiers are turning on Justin Trudeau. People aren't going to stand for it. And Canadians are absolutely sick of this. I, I personally believe that Justin Trudeau uh, is going to resign. I think he's going to resign. I think I think this will be enough and that they will call for a snap election and that Justin Trudeau is not going to run. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be done. who knows however, the bloody cheek of these people, the lack of any ability to be humiliated, the lack of them having any pride or guilt, for what they've done to their nations perpetually astounds. In fact, right now, Hillary Clinton, it seems she is preparing for a 2024 run for president in spite of the recent bombshell allegations from John Durham that she is complicit or perhaps was the one ordering the spying on the Trump campaign. Donald Trump accuses Democrats of espionage campaign and demands to know who gave Crooked Hillary the plumber's orders. Now, what does that have to refer to? Those of you who remember 1972 and 1974, who remember the Watergate scandal, you remember that the plumbers were the names of the people who broke into the DNC at the orders of Richard Nixon and who eventually led to the downfall of the entire Nixon administration and the resignation of the president, one of the darker days in American history. Trump is now wanting to know who gave the orders. It was a very interesting conversation we had with Cash Patel the other day where he said, hey, listen, man, I've issued subpoenas and did depositions with so many members of Hillary Clinton's inner circle, this goes all the way to the top. That interview will air very soon. Donald Trump said Wednesday that Democrats spied on his White House and his New York City apartment as part of an espionage campaign after the 2016 election and in an effort to undermine the 2020 vote, because the spying continued. His allegations follow a court filing, that has been seized upon as proof that his opponent spied on internet traffic and gathered dirt in the 2016 campaign. It comes from special counsel John Durham's probe into the origins of an investigation into the Trump campaign ties with Russia. Wow. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, it's not internet rumors. These aren't podcast rumors. This isn't a blogger. This is the man in charge of a special counsel, the man who has indictment power, saying that Hillary Clinton spied. These are not unfounded allegations. They're in charging documents from our federal government. John Durham doesn't work for Trump. John Durham, by the way, was appointed by Bill Clinton. Interesting little nugget there. Now... Much of the uncovered espionage campaign of the Democrats breaking into the White House and my New York City apartment took place in 2016 and undermining the 2020 election, Trump said. The fresh excitement is a result of a filing made by Durham on Friday suggesting that the Democratic lawyer working to build a story that Trump was colluding with Russia gleaned data from Trump Tower and from the White House acquired by a tech firm working with the Hillary Clinton campaign. In a second statement, the former president asked, Why isn't the media asking who gave Crooked Hillary's plumbers their orders? With Watergate, it was a cover-up that turned into a far bigger crime. With Hillarygate, it's the mainstream media cover-up that's almost as big of a crime as the act of treason and espionage itself. It's showing the world why our media is truly the enemy of the people. Durham's report alleged that Clinton did pay to have Trump Tower and the White House servers hacked to create a fake scandal, despite her lawyer, Michael Sussman, telling the federal officers that he had not hired anyone to find connections. He also lied, saying he was not working for Hillary Clinton at the time. Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump has released an ad on this subject. We thought it was interesting, powerful. We'll play it for you now. (laughs) The biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my campaign. There's no real evidence of that. Of course there is. It's all over the place. A new report from special counsel John Durham. Clinton campaign lawyers paid a tech company to infiltrate Trump servers, to fabricate a connection between Trump and Russia. Hillary Clinton broke the law to frame Trump as a Russian traitor. This is truly unprecedented, truly something that has never happened in the history of our great country. This is a digital insurrection. Turns out the Trump-Russian collusion story was just a deflection from the Hillary-Russian collusion story. Trump was right. Trump was telling the truth. It was you, Hillary Clinton, who undermined our democracy. There are people that should go to jail. Boom! Justice is coming for Hillary with a gavel. We'll see. We'll see. We've heard it before, and I have to say and speak for Republicans are kind of getting tired, quite frankly, of hearing that justice is coming. People are tired in this country, the base is tired, of hearing that there's going to be justice, and then getting none of it. It's why I have been on social media asking Republicans and holding their feet to the fire, saying, what are you going to do about it? It's not enough to say the White House should fire Jake Sullivan or that Hillary Clinton should be investigated. Just the other day, Marsha Blackburn, a senator, good senator, I like Marsha Blackburn, but she tweeted that the White House should fire Jake Sullivan. Um... Okay. But they're not going to, obviously. Jake Sullivan's there for a reason. He's the mastermind behind all of this. And as we saw with CNN, the rats stick together until it's rat eat rat. You need actually an outside force in order to pressure the collapse of this house of cards, this witch's kitchen. So what will be the outside pressure? I said, why not investigate or why not announce you will investigate? Put the pressure on. State unequivocally that there will be trials, that there will be investigations. The Watergate Senate investigation hearings were bombshell. It led to the collapse of the Nixon administration. I wasn't around. But ladies and gentlemen, the Senate doing their job of oversight is what led to the unearthing of some pretty shocking facts in Watergate. So I will be perpetually and consistently demanding and requiring every Republican that comes on my show, that I come across on social media, what will you do? Will you hold people accountable? Will you declare that Jake Sullivan is going to live in hell? He's going to be dragged before every committee subpoenaed, investigated, and brought to justice for spreading the Russiagate collusion hoax, for spying on the sitting president of the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching this, chances are you're represented by a Republican. You should ask them as well. It is time for accountability. What we call this in the business is will to power. Will to power means that we have a will. We want to see Hillary Clinton brought down. We want to see the criminals answer for their crimes. And that's not just Hillary Clinton. It's John Brennan. It's James Clapper. It's James Comey. It's Andrew McCabe. It's Peter Strzok, Laura Lynch, Eric Holder, all the way down the line. John Durham's like at 10%. There's 90% to go. Will to power means that we have this will that we want to see something happen, and we're going to use our power to make it happen. That is will to power. That is what we should be seeing, and we should be seeing Republicans declare it and promise it. Hillary Clinton, for her part in all of this, sent a tweet. Finally, it was five days after Durham's news broke that she spied on Trump. And Hillary sent a little tweet. Trump and Fox are desperately spinning up a fake scandal to distract from the real one. It's a day that ends in Y. The more his misdeeds are exposed, the more they lie. For those interested in reality, here's a good debunking of the latest nonsense. I need to work on my Hillary Clinton impression. I haven't given one. I need to work on my cackle, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) The old Hillary impression. We're going to work on it because she's coming back. Ladies and gentlemen, she's coming back. Well, that's interesting. She linked to a Vanity Fair piece... But the Vanity Fair piece links to a New York Times piece that doesn't say that spying didn't occur. The entire thing is agiprope. The entire thing is fake. The Soviet word for fake news. State-sponsored news. She doesn't have anything. And she's scared, ladies and gentlemen. She's scared out of her mind. You know, what happens next? We've been asking a lot of those questions, and I think that it's important to tell you what we've learned what happens next is that republicans must demand justice and accountability and there's a lot of ways to get it there needs to be now televised national hearings as soon as republicans take back the house which is of course key republicans must take back the house in november kevin mccarthy Steve Scalise, Elise Stefanik, have all been very good on this, and I give them credit. They have all said and committed to hearings requiring answers from Hillary Clinton's campaign and following the trail led by John Durham. The United States House of Representatives has pretty astonishing power to subpoena, to compel, and to Submit prosecutorial discretion to the Justice Department to say, "Hey, listen, these people should be prosecuted." Rand Paul said, "Dr. Fauci should be prosecuted." Here's what I found from Dr. Fauci. He sent that to the Justice Department. I think you'll need a different Justice Department. It can't be Eric. It can't be Merrick Garland in charge. It can't be Eric Holder in charge. But. As a member of Congress, you can say, our hearings found this, you must prosecute. You can fire that off to the Department of Justice. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot of power in that. And there's a lot of power in the capacity to compel testimony, to fact find, to subpoena. Ladies and gentlemen, you're starting to see exactly what's going to happen. Jake Sullivan is working inside of the Biden administration right now. Jake Sullivan's going to be indicted. By John Durham John Durham's going to then turn the workers of the campaign on the Obama people the Obama people are then going to turn Valerie Jarrett Barack Obama they're going to turn on the Intel community and they're going to backstab each other this is what happens the rats live together and when they start to starve they eat each other the nature of the rat is do anything to survive The nature of the rat is to live in darkness, scurry along the walls, and to do anything to survive. And so when they reach a point where they start to get scared, they're going to turn on each other. They're going to eat each other. Obama's going to blame the intel community for spying. The intel community is going to say Obama told us to spy. It's going to be a wild one. It's going to be very, very fun to watch it play out. Republicans need to be smart. They need to be strategic. They need to be iron-spined and brass-balled. They need to have gunpowder in their gut, as my grandfather used to say. And we, our job, ladies and gentlemen, is to hold our Republicans accountable, to demand these investigations, to demand that something happen, and to demand, ladies and gentlemen, that the criminals and the criminal enterprise that currently runs this country be locked away smart Republicans, action shows you what they're doing. Inaction shows you the dumb Republicans or the people who are simply there in order to uphold the system, TM. The, capital T, system, capital S. And there's plenty of Republicans doing that, ladies and gentlemen. And we call them out on this show. One of the Republicans who is not doing that, one of the Republicans who has blown us out of the water, as far as our expectations, has been Glenn Youngkin in Virginia. Glenn Youngkin just yesterday signed a bill banning school mask mandates in Virginia. Mask mandates are evil, especially for little children. And it is so powerful to watch a Republican with will to power. Virginia is not a red state. I mean, I think it's hard to say that. You can look at the numbers. Virginia's a blue state. But ladies and gentlemen, we can win Inside of blue states, if we nominate people who have the will to power of the majority, so few of the Democratic Party of yesteryear, the Clinton Democrats, even recognize their party anymore. It's morphed into a cobbled caucus of the dispossessed. It's morphed into this weird defund the police <laughs> photo of Hillary. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, the team is showing me a photo of Hillary. Our crack team here is showing me and inc- no, put it back up on the screen. Got to see it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the mo- the state of the modern day Democratic Party. A shocked, scared, worried, neurotic, hypochondriac, grouping, caucus, confederacy of radicals who actually don't like each other at all. They simply like power. They'll turn on each other on a dime, and they know their days indeed are numbered. Because if you can get a Glenn Youngkin in Virginia banning mask mandates and have the vast majority of your state cheer for him, well, ladies and gentlemen, you've done some really bad work on your own party. The Republican governor of Virginia Wednesday signed a bill into law making masks optional in school. So I think that's very important. You can wear a mask if you want. You want to wear a mask? Wear a mask. My wife and I were talking the other day. Dude, people wore masks before COVID. I remember going to the grocery store and seeing ladies with rubber gloves on. The year was 2017. Long before COVID, people with, leather, with, with rubber gloves and masks on at the grocery store. Why'd they have them on? Because they're, a fr- they're, they're freakish hypochondriacs who don't want to exist in society. They're scared of everything. And you know what? You have every right to live like that. I don't want to live like that. I certainly don't want you co- running my country. That's the crazy thing that happened over the last two years is those people gained almost unilateral power over all the rest of us, normal functioning human beings. And then they started to do cruel and evil things like mandates. I don't care if you wear a mask. I don't give a damn. I don't care if you wear a space suit or a hazmat suit to go shop at Whole Foods or Walmart, Target. It doesn't matter to me. But you have no damn right to tell me what I have to do in public. I am not in charge of what you do and you are not in charge of what I do. America's a great and exciting experiment. And we all get to take our own risks, you see. And that is the beauty of America. And that is the way things are going back to in Virginia. Thank God for you patriots in Virginia. Are you watching right now from Virginia? God bless you. Glenn Youngkin signed his bill after the House of Delegates approved the legislation. The legislation takes effect immediately. It allows parents to decide if they want their children to wear masks in school. School districts have until March 1 to comply once the legislation is signed. So what is that? Two weeks? Fine. Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin, he said that the law making masks optional in schools is, in fact, the way to freedom, real freedom. That's a wonderful thing to hear. It's very common sense. It's wonderful to see such a thing happen inside of a state that has been getting blue. Joe Biden won Virginia by like 10 points. He had executive orders that said that schools had to adhere to these guidelines. The schools bucked him, said, no, we won't do it. And now they've passed a law, something that Democrats would never do. Pass a law stating that this is the way we want to run our countries our counties, our states. That's what I think is so interesting about this current moment and is something that we need to con- seriously consider in closing here, ladies and gentlemen. How do we run our countries? Who is in charge? How much power have we given Washington D.C.? I come from Washington D.C. over the last 15 years I've lived there. I certainly wasn't born there, thank God. I was raised in Iowa. I was raised in the Midwest so I have a little bit of sense inside of my head. I went to community college. I learned politics at the School of Hard Knocks. And what I learned about politics is that this is not a majoritarian country. There are systems in place here to make sure that the vast majority of people must agree on something for it to happen to all of us. That's why there is a filibuster in the Senate. That's why the Senate exists, in order to give every single state equal representation. The founder's made that possible for all of us, and it was a genius system. It's worked out really great so far, but something crazy and scary happened in the last couple of years. Ruling by fiat, ruling by the administrative and authoritative state began to be the norm. You're seeing the collapse of that in Canada, and you're seeing the scary results of it here. When little teeny, because they're always really small, four foot tall, elf on a shelf, Dr. Fauci, sitting there thinking that he can tell you how to raise your kids. He's telling you that you must fire your employees if they don't take his medicine. Ladies and gentlemen, that's evil. No Congress passed a law that said you must mask. Congress hasn't passed a law to say you have to mask on an airplane. Congress hasn't passed a law to say you need a vaccine to work. Congress would never because they would be held accountable for it. They do it through the diktats of the administrative and authoritative state. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what we must point our fire at. We must look deeply and eternally at the power of the administrative state and begin to dissect it, disassemble it, rip it up, root and stem. Also, as you've seen inside of the spying apparatus, the clandestine espionage tools used by our intelligence agencies and turned on their domestic enemies. They're debanking Trump supporters in Canada. They'll debank you here soon. They'll use weapons of war on their own people in order to keep their regime intact. It always happens. There's nothing to be scared about. It's what happens. It's the way of the world. And what must happen for all of us is we must unite to push these obese gluttons for power into the Potomac. You must break up D.C. I've said this many times. You have to hold our Republicans accountable. You have to write bills that will rip the heart out of Washington. I'm talking you need to eliminate entire departments. The Department of Energy, gone. The Department of Education, gone. You need to have the willpower to start the FBI over again. You need to eliminate and eradicate the departments and systems that have been turned against the American people and have so perversely rotted out to the core their mission that they just, they just gotta be, they just, they just gotta be rebuilt or maybe not built again at all. It's going to create a new and peaceful, happy nation where actually the real ruling class is gonna be your state and your local representatives. Those people are the most tied to you. That's how federalism should work. You should care a lot more about what the mayor of your town thinks than what Joe Biden thinks. Because Joe Biden doesn't have power to really affect your life at all. Joe Biden doesn't have the power to really affect your bank account at all. And we must strip the executive as an institution of that power. We have to be brutal. We have to strip the federal government of so many of the broken, foolish, pointless spending programs, we have to really rethink our relationship with our federal government. Things have gotten out of out of whack and out of line. That's why there's so much free-floating anxiety, as they say, right now in this country. And we got to realign that. And the best way to realign it is freedom. I'll close with this. This is a huge country. There's a lot of different groups. And those groups should be allowed to live in peace, And live the way that they want to live. Go ahead and check in on the Amish. In Delaware and in Pennsylvania. Dude, those people live in a very specific way. I don't think they they pay uh, the same taxes as you. I don't think that they have to go into a draft. They have a relationship with the federal government that says, we're allowed to live the way we want to live. And we're allowed to do things that maybe you're not allowed, like unpasteurized milk. Right? There's a lot of cool things with the Amish. It's a very neat system that they have there. And there's a lot of neat little systems all around the country. And if you want to be Amish, you should go be Amish. And if you want to be a socialist up in Vermont, go do that, dude. Go live in Vermont. Go have that system. If you want to be like deeply free and away from all government bounds, well, there's some very cool free state movements in New Hampshire that's going to try and eliminate all taxes in New Hampshire and eliminate the federal government entirely in New Hampshire. They want New Hampshire to be like a guy with a stick who's in charge. That's the governor. That's kind of cool. I think that's awesome. California is a complete dumpster fire on garbage, but they're going to like figure out the system that works for them. I think it's evil. I would never want to live there. And Florida's doing it right now. Remember when Florida was a swing state or a blue state? I'm old enough to remember Al Gore. And I'm old enough to remember how Florida would go consistently to Democrats, right? Nah. Now Florida's a rock-solid Republican state and they're saying Ron DeSantis is going to win by 10 here. Well, that's pretty cool. I think that's neat. And I think that all of America should be like that. You should live where you want to live. You should live inside of the states that provide you the opportunities that you want. And if you don't like that state or its government, then you can change it because it's right there in front of you. The mayor or your county councilman, they probably live on your block. I know mine does. They live around the corner from you. They experience what you experience. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what democracy, representative democracy, looks like. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what it should be. We should search for that. We should long to create that. We should defang and detooth our federal government. We should push them back into the abyss where they belong. And we should give more power to our localized government because those are the people that should really have an effect on our lives. We can hold them into account far better. They live with us, they function here. That's going to be a positive, beautiful new system that we want to refocus on. That's the focus of this show, and that's how we're going to get to our priorities, ladies and gentlemen, God, family, and country. You can only get there if you focus on local. We're very, very excited about the future. We think this movement has a lot of energy, and we're thrilled about it. We're thrilled to be fighting alongside with you. My name is Benny Johnson. This has been The Benny Show. See ya.